Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Raising Little People. I'm Sally Ann Robinson, and uh, I would like to talk to you today about a very common problem that happens for children and a very common problem that parents come and ask me about all the time. And that is one of monsters in my bedroom. Um, I'm sure I can hear you nodding over there. Yeah, you've probably had this situation before. And uh, it comes up time and time again. And I hear from very frustrated parents really not knowing how to deal with their children at this point and knowing what to say to them to make them realise that actually there are no monsters in my bedroom. What do, what do you do with them? What do you say? It, 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 it can be quite a tough one, but I think I've got some quite good tips for you today as to what you could do to really have a look at Uh, what's going on for your child Um, and I'm a big believer that we look at what's going on for you at this point and what's going on for them and when you really understand what's going on for them and then you have the right tools to be able to interact with them at this time uh, that the whole situation can be um, relaxed and you can move on much much quicker than if you try and force the issue by doing what we normally do with our children when we hear these sort of things is uh, telling them there are no monsters in your bedroom and there's nothing to be scared of now you just need to lay down and go to sleep Um, and I understand it from your point of view you've had a busy day you've got a night to sleep you've got another busy day going on tomorrow your little one's waking up two or three times in the night two or three times in a row it can last two three weeks um saying that there's monsters in their bedroom you know you're going to get frustrated and you're going to get quite annoyed about this and and come across like that um but i truly believe that the 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 more time that we spend with our children validating their feelings at this point the quicker they move through these situations um I'm a big fan of Daniel Siegel. He wrote The Whole Brain Child and he talks about four elements uh, that we really need to tune into a child. And that is when a child feels safe, they feel soothed, they feel seen, then they feel secure. That's when we've got a really good attachment with our children. And I really tune in at this point about making sure that our children are seen, soothed and heard. You know, this is this is really important in this situation because from their point of view, they're truly scared. They're truly scared that there is something in their bedroom. They're not making it up. Um, They're not being awkward. They're truly scared. And you can probably feel that when you go in there. They're hiding. They they need you. And I think this, this is a really big time that you need to tune into their feelings and validate what's going on for them in order to help them feel secure, to feel safe, and then they move on. So some really good tips for you when your little one is telling you there's monsters in in their bedroom, maybe at that point, um, what they're really saying to you is they need you. They need you here with them. So I would go and snuggle in with them and just say to them, where do you hear them? Where do you see them? Yeah, we don't want to frighten them. We don't want to be going down a road of saying, oh, yeah, do you think there's monsters in here? Let's have a look. Oh, should we see if we can find the monsters? Almost patronisingly, we really want to tune into what they're feeling. So if I if I have a little one um, or, or even with my children when they were younger, if I had them saying that they had monsters in their bedroom, you know, I'd snuggle up with them and say to them, are you feeling a little bit scared that there might be monsters in the bedroom? You know, what does it feel like for you? Where are you seeing them? Are they over there, over here? And of course, you've put the light on at this point. But just by talking to them about it, about what they're feeling, where are you feeling it? I often say to children, where are you feeling it in your body? You know, is it in your throat? Is it in your chest? Is it in your arms? And it is quite handy, really, to 
really tune into where they feel their feelings because feelings only come from an emotion and emotions come from a thought so and they're very real in our body but very very difficult to kind of explain to our children um you know what what that really means they're genuinely feeling anxious about this situation so I often try to get them to describe it is it bubbling is it whirling is it going round and round is it in your fingers is it in your arms where is it where are you feeling scared and I would validate that fact that you know sometimes sometimes we do feel scared um and maybe we need the light on maybe we need to put a little soft light on or something and try and give them a little solution as to what you know what you can do to help them um so validating their their feelings is is incredibly important you will always talk you will hear always hear me talking first and foremost about validating their feelings look at it from their point of view and really try and understand that they are genuinely scared about this and they really need your help to actually move through this situation so validate their feelings by asking them where they feel it and talking about where they think they see them in the room and and even though you know you might be thinking well why would you be talking about where you're actually seeing them in the room it's just helping the child see that you're validating what they're actually saying and what they're actually experiencing and then i would really try and move on and you might like to talk to them about it when it's not bedtime because you might find your child deciding that I'm actually not going to go into my bedroom. I don't want to go upstairs. I don't want to go in my bedroom. But of course, that, that's not an option. They can't move out of their bedroom. So and we don't want to make that bedroom. We don't want to validate it too much with them and say, oh, yeah, you know, there might be might be. You know, let's talk about these scary monsters in your bedroom, because that will validate the whole problem. And they won't want to be going in there, which is just going to escalate it even more. Um, so I would sit and I would talk to them about it when they're not in their room or when it when then it's not bedtime and just see what their thoughts are. You know, I when I came in last night, you were you were scared in your bedroom about the monsters in there, weren't you? Yeah, I was scared, you know, and they'll talk to you about how they feel about it. or They might not want to talk to you about it and then perhaps come up with some strategies for them to actually help them to alleviate that problem. Um, you might say to them, look, tonight when we go in in your bedroom, how about we leave the curtains open or how about we get a different nightlight? And they might like to look through Amazon or wherever you wherever you shop um, and see if you can find maybe a new nightlight or just change something that's going on. But get them involved in what you can change going on in the room um, and then keep it as calm as possible I wouldn't talk about it loads and loads and loads with them but certainly when they want to talk about it I would talk about it I think there's also um, an element where you need to hold ground for them so uh, what I mean by that is is when, when they're going through that time actually being the the more responsible other not and meeting them where they are at their needs so validating their feelings but being really strong in what you're saying there, there aren't any monsters do you want to come and check out the room with me and check to make sure there aren't any we can check it all before we go to bed so that they can see that the role modeling you're doing is that you're not scared you're willing to look um you're willing to look everywhere with them and maybe maybe talk about monsters in a, in a fun way you know let's think about monsters that we can have that could be happy or let's look at the monsters in the bedroom what kind of emotions they might be feeling or how do you think they might be feeling maybe they're scared of you kind of thing so um really hold ground with them in the fact that you know i always say you need to be stronger than them to be strong for them 
Um, and that simply means, obviously, that uh, you're, you're validating what's going on. You're having a look with them. You're giving them solutions as to what you can do. But you're not scared. You know, you can, you, you're just presenting that kind of role modelling that you're not scared. This is OK. I've got your back. We're going to get through this together. And I think on a whole, it, it's that's really important is that the the more time you spend with them focusing on what they need at that point, the better they will respond to it and the quicker they will move through it. If they feel that you've got their back and they feel safe that you're going to deal with these monsters in their room, they feel soothed in the fact that you're there going, I get it, buddy. You know, I get that you might be feeling scared. It's not a nice feeling, that, is it? They're feeling soothed in your presence. So they're having a cuddle with you physically and they're feeling soothed in the fact that you're saying, I've got you, mate. You know, I, I hear you. And then they, they, they start feeling a bit safer. They start feeling secure in your presence. Then they're more likely to move on. It really doesn't work with a child by trying to force them into a situation in saying, you know, don't be silly. You're fine. It's OK. Move on. All we're doing is saying to them, I'm not listening to you. I don't want to tune into you. I haven't got time for you. And then in the end, they will stop thinking about the monsters or so you think, but they they won't be. So if you if you push them into thinking, right, there's nothing wrong here. Don't be silly. Let's go to sleep. I'm going now. You just leave them in this state of emotion, which they don't know what to do with. Um, and it just sits and it just says to them that, yeah, you know, you haven't got my back. I don't feel secure. I better not tell you when I'm scared. I better not tell you about these feelings. And that that for me has a massive detriment on children's development. Um, we really must tune in to what they're, you know, what they're feeling, what they're saying. And they really will move through it a lot, lot quicker than if you try and push them into punishment, into consequence. If you don't go to sleep, there won't be this tomorrow. If you don't do this, you're waking everybody up. But trying to push them into that emo into that situation is just pushing their emotions away, telling them that they're, they're not worthy for your time. So um, so try try those few things So validate their feelings, come up with some, you know, empathize with them, go through it with them, what they're feeling, go through it with them, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, and then come up with some strategies together. And it's really important that you do it together. Come up with some strategies to help them through that situation. So it might be looking for something at a nightlight. It might be deciding how they want their bed to be that night, how they want their pillows to be on their bed. The more you do things with them, the quicker they will feel secure, the quicker they will move through this this situation. So I hope that's helped for today. Um, it was just a quick one. And um, leave any comments in the bottom as to, uh, you know, how you've got on with that. But I certainly do hope it helps.